0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: But my queefs are long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like... like
2: so are mine. Yeah. It's like you stand up and walk and it's like... <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to The Holy Hour,
2: Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between.
1: I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and
2: TikTok at
1: Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash
2: theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, everyone. We got new mics do we sound a ar- room i bet they
1: sound so good right now do these mics make my voice sound big <laughs> you see what i did there I didn't, I didn't think it through i like it thank, thank you everything yeah. i do is for your approval oh including everything i was just gonna i was gonna list one thing but it's everything <laughs> name one thing um fucking this podcast <laughs> um
2: this was your the, idea the bu- <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you like edit my, it my you, inner project manager was like fine let's do it let's launch this shit fuck yeah like i just got
1: the need to get to this the moon bitch off my back no
2: i'm here I, we, we are i once i realized you were serious i was like <laughs> <laughs> i know but <laughs> i love talking I, so. well,
1: when i thought about it i was like who Liz is the only person I know that can like shoot the shit for a full hour. I
2: do love shooting
1: the shit. Yeah, we're yeah, that's something we have in common. It's how I
2: entertain myself, and you know what? I think that is a big reason why I've been so sad, so so sad for like a uh, well over a year. <laughs> but
1: because you shoot,
2: I, the- I don't see people so to shoot the shit with all the time. That's fair. I I get so much joy from just being a pain in the ass, you know? Yeah. Or. Maybe some people think I'm a pain in the ass, but
1: well, I think if you aren't annoying a few people, you're not doing it right. Yeah,
2: and if I'm annoying them, I probably didn't like them anyways.
1: Yeah, so they can suck my dick from the back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that phrase. You I like. I also like suck a dick, dumb shits with the suck a dick, <laughs> dumb shits. This What's is that from, from BoJack Horseman. Oh. It, it makes an appearance a few times but they're like suck a dick dumb shits oh damn i'm and gonna then start they leave. saying it and i want to do that constantly
1: there was a dirk there were a few instances this past weekend where i was drunk and bojack horseman came up in conversation and i've not seen a single episode but i was doing a good mm-hmm. enough job pretending like i had because nobody knew that i had never seen it
2: um i have a i have some commentary about the water that we're drinking we're, <gasps> drink, we're drinking two seltzer waters we're drinking different flavors. Amelia's drinking vanilla orange or orange vanilla. And mine is cherry limeade. And it's by the brand Waterloo. Not sponsored. And yours tastes like uh, orange creamsicle. Mm-hmm. And this one tastes like an otter pop. Ooh. Taste it. Okay. It tastes like a blue otter pop. Am I wrong? Wow, it really does. Th- this water's fucking good. We're recording this on GarageBand, so. Could we be garage we, band.
1: We do a pretty good job all things considered. Mr.
2: Liz told me some musician wrote and recorded and like one of their hit songs on garage band and he was like the pros are using garage band.
1: Do you know which musician? I can't remember to be honest. This was a fun conversation. <laughs> I learned so much. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Why don't you go listen to a history podcast?
1: Maybe I'll start Miss one. Miss Thang. Oh, weren't we going to do Drunk History? Oh, yeah. We never did
2: that. We should. Let's do a Drunk History of the vibrator.
1: I love that idea. We should do that on a weekend. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, okay, sick. Not this weekend. Liz has a date weekend. I've told everyone and their mother. Except for- oh, Sorry, I can't. It's a date weekend. Yeah, you've been getting asked to hang out, including by me. Yeah. But It's fine. I'm fine. i I'm have not even mad. I'm not even mad. I have other plans. You I don't usually have other plans. Yeah, but it's more fun when you're at them.
2: Um, Amelia Pity invited me to things this weekend. Not at all. I'm not not even pity. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Not even kind it's of like, pity. What are you doing on Sunday? Can I invite myself to it?
1: No, it ended up being great. Yeah, it was fun. So okay. So here, here we go. I'm gonna do my best to uh, keep this interessant. i I'm, I'm so excited. Did you see that Martha Stewart is the oldest Sports Illustrated model to ever be on the cover of Sports Illustrated? I did not see that. 81 years old. This woman is fuego. So hot. Oh, she was on it recently? She was on it. Like they just announced it like yesterday. Oh, hell yeah. She looks so fucking hot. I
2: I, I love like the representation because... There's, I don't know, like there's an erasure of women over like the age of 50.
1: Totally. Yeah, it's fucked up. And she looked really, really hot on the cover. You should look at the pictures later. But I was talking about it with Frank.
2: Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. Pause. We have to
1: pause because
2: Gatsby is exploring the litter robot.
1: checking it out well okay it was a good step mm-hmm. so I was talking to Frank yesterday about this Martha Stewart cover and he made a joke where he was like do you think her and Snoop Dogg fuck I wonder that constantly I think they do and he was like you said that was so much gusto I don't think that they and I was like no I, I, they they must because they're both adults they yeah. hang out so much and she's hot and they're I feel homies. like they have to be like you know they they've had to have fucked like once or twice you know what i mean yeah they're both single consenting adults
2: i have definitely asked mr liz if he thinks that and he's like no do you what do you think i want to believe so badly yeah but we can't think that people fuck every time they hang out you know no
1: and i don't but i feel like those two do and they probably have really weird sex (laughs) could be really cool I can
2: actually see Martha being being kind of a freak freak. She is a queen badass. Oh, my God. Martha, like, came from absolutely nothing. Yeah. And, like, made a name for herself. She's, like, the opposite of uh, Julia. What's her face? The really rich, like, you know, Julia and Julia. Oh, you know Julia Childs? Yeah. Ju- yeah. Yeah. She came from like a lot of money oh. and didn't know how to cook. So she was like learning how to cook.
1: Oh. And that was part of
2: her likability.
1: Oh, you're right. I do remember seeing that in Julia. Julie. Julie and Julia. Julie and Julia with Amy Adams.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. Haven't,
2: I haven't seen that movie. Oh. I just knew it was like based off of. Quite the historian. Real people. <laughs> Maybe this is a history podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's you belittling me for vaguely knowing facts. Which is <laughs> there's this there's this character in Adventure Time I can't remember what it's called, <laughs> which is so on par. But <laughs> it's like I I have an approximate knowledge of all things.
1: <laughs> That's how I feel though.
2: So he can't like he doesn't know everything, but he has a pr- an approximate knowledge of everything.
1: That that kind of feels like how I feel. But that makes me really good on a trivia team. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> You can kind of
2: know the future, yeah. Like sometimes, yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Anyway, um, back to back to Miss Martha. Oh, she went to prison. Mm-hmm. She's she's been through it. Did you
2: see her um at Justin Bieber's roast? Yes. She by far was the funniest person. Absolutely, she had the best writers for sure. But her timing, incredible, and making the jokes about being in prison. Yeah. I love her.
1: Should we don't give it? I do. You have your phone? I want you to see these pictures. Just type in Martha Stewart's Sports Illustrated. Your mind is going to be blown. This woman, top tier,
2: slay. Oh my god!
1: I know.
2: They didn't even Photoshop her face that much. I know. I'm sure someone was like, "No, she still needs to look." like an aged woman
1: yeah i mean that's the whole point can you believe that woman's 81 i mean also she's probably had some work i done. mean for sure but also like I, shit
2: i will have some work done if this yeah. i'm gonna look like this when i'm 81 uh-huh
1: i'll get all the work done i need like a laundry list of everything she's done because i'm yep. starting now how, she looks
2: like she looks like how like women in their 40s are portrayed in movies like
1: yes but i do think that that's so true like
2: 40 year old women are played by older women for sure yeah
1: and like high schoolers are played by like
2: thirty year olds yeah
1: i started getting um casting calls for a young mom like five years ago which you're, is like you're
2: still too old to be like a young mom
1: on a show
2: but like or wait, you're too young to be. Yeah, that's, a young how, I mom. that's yeah, how I took sorry. it. That's how I took it. Sorry, and that's how I was responding. You're, you're but then I was like, old. "What? <laughs> no, you are way too young to be a mom." Okay, even on TV,
1: right? I think, and I know a lot of moms that are my age. Yeah, that are considered young moms, but like, I don't know. Like when I see even a young mom on like, television, yeah, they don't look how we look. They look forty. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so that's fine. I've been working through that in therapy. Um, my hairdresser pointed out all my grays. That's so rude. That fucking killed my heart. I knew that I, w- I have like I know that I have grays because like I'm how could I not? I'm like stressed out 90% of the time. But she was like, I have to break it to you. You have you have gray hair. I'm like, <laughs> oh, girl, I know. Can you pretend that I don't though? And I was like, she does all of my friends. How hairs. about you mind your business and yeah. dye my hair? First of all, I think you you owe me a free dye for hurting my feelings. Yeah. Just now. My hairstylist does all of my friends' hair from high school. And I was like, Does anybody else have gray hair? You know, like, yeah, I was tell like, Tell me, tell me who has gray hair from high school. Yeah. Well, I'm like, Just name, I just wanted one name. And I was like, naming them one by one. And she was like, No, nope. And I was like, It can't just be me. It can't. And I was talking to my Don't lie to me. I was talking to my therapist about that fact. And like, when I first, I might have said this last week but when I told Frank that I like I saw him right after I got my hair done and I was like I have gray hair and his reaction was like okay like are you gonna are you gonna color your hair and that was such like an accepting yeah, he, he response has gray hair. yeah but he was just like it wasn't like oh it doesn't matter or like so you know he was like okay what do you like do you want to color it which was such like a loving response to something like that you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm Bitch, I don't know. Tell me. No, I'm just kidding. But it was really, really nice. So I was telling my therapist that and she pointed out, I'm saying this all to say with all the work that Martha Stewart's gotten done, potentially, my therapist was talking about how too often people in Hollywood will like get work done and it just makes them look older. Yeah. Like every single housewife Mm -hmm. has, they have all the money in the world to see like the best people filler makes people look older like if it's too much filler yes and like we have that option at our fingertips but like we're not allowed to age gracefully in our minds Mm
3: -hmm. and in
1: society's minds women aren't allowed to age gracefully but then like the things that we have to like combat it make it look worse so it's like it's like a Mm catch-22 you know what i mean yeah it's fucking blows but anyway until until then I'm just going to keep dyeing my hair. The gray hairs are really bumming me out. You have so much hair. I do.
2: And I think in aspect of like, like if I had as much hair as you did, it would definitely have some grays.
1: Well, maybe I, maybe.
2: I think that I have pre grays and it's like weird uh, red hairs. That's dope because I'm Irish.
1: Oh my god that might mean that you're gonna go white instead of gray which is what i yeah, want yeah my
2: my nana was a white witch oh my god i want to be a white witch I, so bad i mean i don't think she'd be happy if i called her a white witch but that is like what white i white walker <laughs> that's way worse um, <laughs> um i well i like what i love white hair yeah and, me too i think it's ladies. beautiful yeah yeah
1: it's witchy I think, I think gray hair is beautiful too and it's all gray Mm -hmm. but the in between is really bumming me out yeah and i think that it that like news even though i knew that i had gray hair hearing it from somebody else like right before my 30th that i'm already having like a hard time like getting over that hump was just like i'm gonna
2: fucking strangle you i was like "Mm -hmm, yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) so has the client ever choked you before yeah
1: or will this be the first time (laughs) (laughs) it'll be a first for both of us (laughs) here we go (laughs) but no she's one of my friends so it was like you know friend to friend she's like i have to break this to you you are the first friend you are the first friend
2: but
3: listen
1: does it make you feel better that everybody gets old if they're lucky yeah which is how i try to look at it i'm like how lucky am i to be aging you know Mm -hmm. not everybody gets to do that it's true so in that sense i'm happy but it's still difficult and i don't think like i i think that i want to talk about it too because I think that everyone knows that it's difficult to age, but it still feels kind of lonely because nobody's really talking about how difficult it is to age, even though everybody knows it.
2: Before you came over, I was thinking about how, like, fucking stoked I was to turn 30. But then when I turned 31, I was,
1: like, sad. Interesting. Remember? I told you that. Yeah, but I don't think that I ever really pieced it together the difference between how you felt when 30 and 30 between 30 and 31 Mm -hmm. because you were stoked to turn 30 Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I'm just ready to like be in my 30s you know what I mean but I might have the same experience that you have it's just getting there to your 30s is what's freaking me out right now and I don't know why I feel that way maybe it's because you're like in your 30s now yeah maybe that's what it is I don't know I should talk about this in therapy with my therapist I think I think that you should as well. <laughs> I've been talking almost exclusively about this in therapy. I've
2: just had other things taking up my time in therapy. That's fair. Just And she talks a lot too. I love this new relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. Me too. My last therapist was like very by the book and that worked so well for me. And then I... Started seeing another therapist because my current therapist is on leave, <laughs> and she is the opposite of my first therapist.
1: It's so normal to like. I need love them new, both. A new kind of therapist.
2: Yeah, once you've done all the work, you can do with them. Yeah. To just, it's like, well, moving along. I guess it's time to see someone else.
1: <laughs> uh, one of my, well, my best friend is, um, about to be a therapist, and she makes it sound like it's like exciting for a therapist to graduate a patient oh yeah because it's like oh like I've done all of the work that I can with them They've that been makes with me, me for a long feel time.
2: so good yeah
1: she like she'll tell me she's like I got to graduate a th- uh, patient today and it's like
2: does do they count that as if you go see another therapist
1: I don't yeah I don't know Or just if
2: you stop going to therapy in I general mean, every
1: therapist has like a different way of conducting themselves in therapy so i feel like if you're if you have someone for a while and like you've they've you've done everything that you can for them up till that point it's like kind of exciting regardless mm-hmm. even if they go to someone else but i don't know i'm just putting words in her mouth at this point but i would imagine
2: yeah i don't know hmm. i'll ask my therapist about that tomorrow too yeah
1: yeah my therapist was talking about she has to like break up with patients sometimes and i was like oh no are you leading this i mean this was like a year ago
2: Uh uh-huh you're like are you are you telling me you're gonna break up i know that's what i
1: thought i was like bitch i can't handle this right now how
2: do they how did she tell you how they break she breaks up with people
1: um she'll just say like i feel like they're like i've done everything that i can for you up to this point is basically like the the wording and how how do you decide
2: how does she decide she needs to break up with a patient i think if like they're making no progress for a very long time it's like you should see someone else
1: or it's like everything is good and like they're like able to use the tools on their own and they come in and they have like nothing to say for a while she'll be like i think that like you don't need me anymore yeah i went from bi-weekly to weekly
2: i'm proud of you for doing that thank you
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: Do you have any uh, other topics? I do. Um, well, I have a couple because we got an email from our she, oh I didn't Taurus even bestie email oh um Pisces Pisces bestie. Sorry, I haven't called her by her nickname for a while because we haven't talked about her in a while. Mm-hmm. But we talk to her often, love her to death. She sent us an email about queefing. Oh, um, that I want to read, but we haven't really talked about queefing. Not really. Yeah. I I know we have
2: talked about it before, but it's worth talking about again. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great topic because that also recently happened to me. It does happen, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't know, when they're hitting it from behind. Yeah, it's just air. And just, yeah. And you can't really help it. No. It's just going in. There's really nothing that you can do about it. And then I, I feel so embarrassed, and I said that to him after, and he was like, oh, I don't even notice. Because he's, like, so in the moment. And I was like, that's really nice. What if, like, what if I ripped ass?
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I, way back when, when I was still hooking up with the comedian, like, one of our first times having sex, I queefed. It just comes out. And I learned, like, eight months later that he thought that I farted. Because we were talking about, like, how we had never farted in front of each other or i was like i've never farted in front of you he's like yeah you did like when we were having sex i was like no i knew exactly what he was talking about i was like that was it's a like, fucking queef. but my queefs are long <laughs> yeah they're like, like <laughs> so are mine yeah
2: it's like you stand up and walk and it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: exactly like exactly. god please stop and it, it's like it is kind of embarrassing but like why it's because it's like it sounds like a fart yeah but like that's why is that it though? Like, is I that think that's why? the only
2: reason? That's the only reason. But if everybody I knows I that it's a queef, then like, why? That, yeah, you should just anticipate it if it's in like a specific position where that happens, where I, that tend to have that it it always hits me. Like, I always get a little queefy when it's from doggy mind. style. Yeah. yeah, I
1: haven't queefed in but then years. I, yeah. I would like to not queef. I don't know why though. I mean, just maybe I'm. Maybe all the sex I've been having has been loosening up my pussy, as (laughs) all of the incels say. If that were true, then you would just queef more. (laughs) But it's just like cavernous now, you know? (laughs) They're like not even hitting the
2: walls. It's just like a whistle blowing through. Yeah, exactly. It's
1: like throwing a hot dog down a hallway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or just like yelling into it. Hello, (laughs) (laughs) Nelda. You're lazy.
1: Oh, man. I'm going to read the email. The subject line of this email is car sex and vagina sounds. Have you done an episode on queefing? Long, long time ago. But here we go. Hi, friends. I was listening to a recent episode that mentioned car sex, and it reminded me of a funny story. My high school boyfriend, who I'll call the rock star, he was in a band, LOL, and I had a lot of car sex and almost exclusively car sex because we didn't have anywhere else to go. I drove a 97 Monte Carlo and the back seat was surprisingly roomy so it became my dedicated sex pad. Apologies to my sister with whom I shared the car.
2: <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. One
1: summer night I left my friends to go pick up the rock stars so he and I could hang out for a little bit and then inevitably end up in the back seat to do some typical rotation of 2 to 3 positions for what I believed to be a quote unquote amazing total of maybe 5 minutes. In retrospect, the sex was terrible, but I had no comparison. In the midst of those magical five minutes, my phone rang and I saw that it was my sister. Because phone calls are rare in my family and typically only indicate that something terrible has happened, I quickly sat up to answer my phone. As I sat up and answered, air that had become trapped in my vagina decided to make itself known with a very noisy fart sound. (laughs) The look that flashed across my boyfriend's face was something like horror and amusement all at once. He started to laugh while I was on the phone with my sister. Nothing bad had happened. She asked if our friend left something in the car. And I responded by lightly slapping him across the face to shut him up. After I hung up the phone, I sat there in total silence, mortified about what he would say. And I absolutely did not anticipate what came next. He said, you know, I think I have one, too. He said as he lifted a cheek and pushed out a single fart. (laughs) (laughs) I could have died. I cracked up and told him I didn't fart. Honestly,
2: that is such a great way for him to respond yeah. and like break the tension and be like it's not a big deal.
1: Absolutely. Um now he looked totally mortified. Wait, so what was it? Did you queef? he asked incredulously. Uh yeah, it happens when air is pushed in. He shook his head. I can't believe I just ripped ass in front of you. <laughs> We burst into laughter, and I can't remember if we finished having sex or not. That as ridiculous as the situation was, I can only appreciate how he tried to make me feel better by forcefully farting, and what he thought was solidarity with me. I crap up any time I tell the story. Since then, my vagina has made lots of noise, and I'm horrified every single time. But alas, queefs happen. I've also seen them referred to as varts for <laughs> I vagina hate farts. That. Yeah, I think I like that one better. Is what she said, but I agree with her <laughs> varts. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling at that. If you need a good laugh, um, oh she she sent us a TikTok. Read the comments for this TikTok. Anyways, love you both. Your Pisces bestie. Oh, she signed it as your Pisces bestie. Oh, we love, love you that. so
2: much. Um, I was going to say I remember having this conversation with my mom when I was very young, like about queefs. Elementary school. Well, I, I, I had I had a queef when I was little. Sorry. <laughs> Touching my hand after that, I just
1: want- <laughs> we all do. Um, do you know yeah, why I was why I had a queef? Yeah, I
2: don't know, it just in there.
1: Yeah. Oh, it never happened to me until I had. I, I I don't know what
2: was happening that that made it happen. Yeah, right. You know. Right, but yeah, I was yeah. just like, I remember I was at the park, and then it happened, and I was like, that's weird. And <laughs> then I went up to my mom, and I was like, Can your vagina fart? And then she looked like <laughs> like very bewildered, and she's like, Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. It can. And I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> and then I never thought about it again. Wow. <laughs> Until this Until moment. Until now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, everyone does it. Everyone, well, you know, everyone that has a vagina does it. Are there penis farts? That sounds like, that's that was like an insult I used to call people. A penis fart? Like a penis fart. Why? It's a good insult. Thank you for saying that. Cause Mine was butt weasel. Butt weasel. Yeah. I liked douche canoe. It's a good one. But Anyway. Um. Thank you for writing in.
2: That's a very funny story. I think we need to bring back insults that are not that don't have swear words.
1: Yeah. You know, penis fart. Hilarious. <laughs> Son of a biscuit eating bulldog. Do you remember that that commercial, the no. Orbit commercial? Dirty mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> cleaned it
2: up with Orbit. That was
1: such a great great campaign. Yeah. But um, yeah, penis fart douche can well douche is kind of a curse word, I guess. Douche canoe. Douche. Yeah, no, like, I wouldn't call that a curse word. Well, I guess like words that you can't say in like school, but you can't say penis fart in school. So I guess that's not like good. <laughs> that's not good criteria for a curse word or a, an insult that doesn't use a curse word. Um, what was the one that you said? Butt but weasel. weasel. Butt plug was one that I loved. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I I called someone a butt plug in front of my parents once when I was like twelve, and didn't understand. I. Yeah, I didn't know that it was
2: like an actual sexual object. I thought it was
1: just to stop people from pooping.
2: I thought it was just a made up fanta- fantasy thing oh. that you call people as an insult. Like,
1: you butt plug. Yeah. Yeah, nope. I thought it was just like to stop a leaky butthole. <laughs> Cause that's what it sounds like. That's butt. it. Does the words "butt" and "plug" together imply that you're plugging up a butt? Yeah, butt plug. And I mean, technically, you are. I was but set up for, for failure. Daily reasons in this conversation. I had a new sexual experience yesterday. Oh, outside of queefing. Outside of queefing. But still, in still in the uh, the vagina area. Okay, I I thought you were gonna say in
2: the butthole area. No, 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 no. Have you still not tried a butt plug? Correct. Have you? uh gotten a brazilian wax no i thought you were gonna do that before you went to hawaii i thought i was
1: too and i really regretted it while i was there that i hadn't because my pubic hair grows out so far (laughs) that i was like i feel better in my body than i ever have because i'm like exercising again Mm -hmm. and was still like covering up a lot because i was like everybody can see i have really thick coarse hair and even when i just shave it's still like five o'clock shadow
2: Mm -hmm.
1: i hate it but yeah. anyway, I didn't I, get it I get so
2: many, like,
1: ingrown hairs.
2: I hate those. So I just have these red bumps. It fucking sucks. It's, it's embarrassing. It super sucks. I'm always looking at, like, the girls on The Bachelor. I'm like, how are all of them, like, perfectly hairless with no razor bumps or ingrown hairs on their bikini line? Like, did they all get laser hair removal must before have. this? Like, are they waxing each other? <laughs> And they always have maybe. their nails done. I'm like, are and how are you doing this? I don't know. Yeah. I always wonder
1: that. I always wonder that.
2: Yeah. Like, Ashley, I had her lashes the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, are you filling them yourself? Yeah. Or maybe there's someone in the house that
1: does it. I, I, I have questions. I do, too. I've always wondered that. I need to know. Bachelor in Paradise makes more sense because they're only there for like two weeks. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And they
2: get engaged by the end of it. Yeah. And like those couples work out more than the other ones. I know. It's wild. I think it's because there's multiple of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. They get get to actually choose the person. Yeah. Yeah. Get to see who you hit it off with. Oh, me and Frank started watching Jewish matchmaking. (gasps) I want to watch that. I've seen clips of it. It's pretty
1: good. Wait, tell me about your. Oh, the sexual experience. Yeah. Um. So me and Frank were like not going to have sex yesterday just for like reasons that we don't need to get into. But nothing was wrong. But we were just like, let's just like skip today because we've been having a lot of sex. And then at the end of the night, we're like, fuck it. He was like, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. So we did. And then he came and he came inside me. And then I hadn't come yet. But like he came like a lot. So he wasn't like trying to like eat me out you know mm-hmm. which is like normally the course of action so I masturbated with him right there and it was the hottest I came so fast mm. it was so highly 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 recommend was he like kissing on you yeah I've done that what I have this is the good word that nobody has filled me in on it's it's amazing I've done like mutual masturbation you know like yeah. and that's kind of weird because like watching someone masturbate is not like like watching a guy jack off it's not it doesn't really get me off you know but having him like it right is a there, very aggressive it is they're always like <laughs> posture
2: <laughs> like flexing their lats yeah is that this muscle is this your lat
1: I think so yeah your
2: traps traps there we go yeah i don't fucking know who
1: knows um but you've done this mm-hmm. yeah it was like one of those things that was like when i'm like masturbating from memory i always kind of imagine that scenario oh. you know and then it was happening and i was like <gasps> It was so hot. Like, I've I've been dreaming of this moment. That's exactly... That's why I said to him, I was like, sometimes when I'm masturbating, I think about that, and then there you were. But it was really hot. Highly recommend. Maybe I'm just late on this train. Everyone that's listening is like, bitch, yeah, everybody fucking does that. But it was new for me. So I wanted to share on our sex podcast. I think,
2: yeah, it's worth
1: sharing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't... Th- I
2: doubt, like, everybody's done that, you know? Yeah. But, I mean... I've definitely done that like after we've had sex if I haven't gotten off yet. Okay. Yeah. But I've also done it a few times, like if if they don't want to have sex. Yeah. And you're just But like, they're but they're like kind of into it. Or, yeah. I don't know. Or if like uh if they're telling me like they want me to and then that they that gets them into it. Yeah, and then yeah. And they yeah. jump in. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of different ways it can go. But I have done it where like if they don't want to have sex then I'll start masturbating, but they'll still be like all a co-pilot. Your yeah, fuck yeah. So, God, so that's still hard. nice.
1: Yeah, because sometimes you don't want to have sex. Sometimes you don't want to have sex, but you want to have an orgasm.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. Um, I was thinking about that recently, like not wanting to have sex, but like wanting to get off. Yeah. What What an interesting. It really is because regardless you're like kind of thinking about sex but you don't want to be having it yeah it's kind of like yeah, that's true it's kind of like you want to eat dessert but like you're so full yeah you're like
1: Ugh. it's like somewhere in here i want dessert
2: yeah Can i fit a little bit of dessert like i know i want dessert yeah but i'm just so full yeah right now maybe i'll just have a little snack <laughs>
1: that's so true that's a good that's a very good metaphor thank you exactly how it is yeah came up with it on the fly definitely handled
2: i i have to say one of my concerns about living with someone like living with a partner is like that exact scenario like what if i don't want to have sex but i want to jerk off I think that a lot of couples probably go through that and
1: they probably like, just like... Are,
2: are couples just jerking off in bed next to each other? Maybe. Wh- what, are, what are you guys doing? I've never lived with someone I've been dating. I'm trying to think if I've
1: ever like talked to any of my coupled friends about that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean maybe, maybe, you know. maybe they do and they just don't communicate it to each other and yeah. they're like in the bathroom just like... Should we, should we make a poll? Yeah.
2: That's a great idea. And we need to make a poll. Cause I, that is just a question I've always had. It's a really good question. Where, where, where are couples jerking off? Where (laughs) are you guys doing your business? Yeah. Tell it, let us, let us know. Don't you like to jerk off before you go to sleep? It's a nice way to end the day.
1: (laughs) I wake up so much after I come. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. I hate it because everyone's like, "Well, oh, you couldn't sleep, I'm trying burden?" Like, yeah, but it, that's why I couldn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, now I'm fucking wired. Like sometimes I feel like I could run like a marathon when I when I come. It really depends huh. on the day though. Sometimes yeah. I mean, I'm never going to run a marathon. That <laughs> that was hyperbolic, but like I do I'm like, "Woo, I'm up. I can like do chores." And then like, you know, are you a morning sex person? No. Interesting. You would think, with yeah, that, that's like
2: your coffee. Yeah. Uh, uh, why aren't you a morning sex person?
1: I don't want to be perceived
2: in the morning. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I'm not a morning sex person because I can't feel my vagina when I wake up. Oh, I really? think we've said we've talked about this. I like, I don't know. I haven't been out and about. I think, I think also when you're laying down, like your blood's not working, like at circulating as oh, much. That would you make You know sense. what I mean? Yeah. Or like you're you're flat, whereas like when it's at the end of the day you've been up all day you have blood flowing down there yeah i i'm making this up i am not a scientist i could be very wrong. no but i mean like if you think about like how gravity I, works I, like i can't feel any sort of simu-
1: stimulation that's interesting mm-hmm. so it's just not enjoyable for you mm-hmm. i just don't want anybody to know that i exist in the morning like i need like a solid hour of just nobody talking to me yeah when i first wake up or my whole That's day is thrown off. Too. So, yeah, no. But, like, every dude I've dated loves morning sex. I did really love morning sex. Just love sex. For, like, a very small portion of my life. I really liked morning sex. But it, yeah. it ended. I only had morning sex, like, once or twice that I was, like, into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, not for everyone. Something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and I've just been keeping it on my list in case we have an episode where we have nothing to talk about, um, is like why red lipstick makes people think about sex is that true there is science behind it interesting and i will read the article now so obviously like red lipstick is like a sex symbol in like society you Mm -hmm. know like you see a red lip and you're like oh she's like sexy you know like that's just always been like a thing but there's actually like science behind it and like it actually like acts as a mating call and it's been used for like centuries oh. as such oh um, my god we're like birds yeah really i
2: think we forget that we're we animals yeah um oh my god we do forget that
1: so this evolutionary psychologist named nancy etkoff um she has a book called survival of the prettiest the science of beauty she said red the color of blood of blushes and flushes of nipples lips and genitals awash with sexual excitement is visible from afar and emotionally arousing end quote um and then a cosmetics historian which i didn't of course those exist but i would have never have thought of it yeah it's so amazing it's very specific but also so cool so fucking cool um her name is gabriella hernandez she uh spoke to this is an e-news article um about how its roots are naturally tied to sex. She said, it has to do with deep associations in our brains that make that color more attractive in a mate. Red also livens up the face, calls attention to itself, and will always have a deep connection to sex since arousal is usually associated with blushing. Oh. Very interesting. Another reason why the fire Is it l- only red lipstick? Mm-hmm. They did, like, a study between, like, two different
2: colors of but, lipstick. I mean, like what about red clothes or red nails oh things like that i'm I'm sure i'm curious probably here i am in my bright red yeah i'm just curious no reason i'm Mm. asking i don't even want to know yeah
1: yeah no reason uh so okay i have no idea but this is just about red lipstick in general Mm -hmm. um another reason why the fiery look often makes people get in the mood according to hernandez is that for centuries it's been associated with good health Oh, red cheeks and lips signified a good prospect, she explained, of the ancient courting ideals. Being in good health gave women better odds of having children and surviving childbirth, which was particularly difficult since medicine was not advanced to help if anything went wrong. Um, Ironically, up until the 18th century, many red lip and cheek rouges were made with poisonous ingredients, such as cinnabar, which is derived from sulfide, um, lead, rubric, Or a weed, red chalk, and alkanet. So while the wearer might have applied a pinch of red to their lips and cheeks to appear more youthful, healthy, and beautiful, it was having the opposite effect. They were slowly killing themselves. I mean, I
2: did know that makeup used to have lead in it. So gross. And like back in the... They wouldn't like... When royalty would put makeup on, they wouldn't wash it off. So they'd just be layering on this like lead makeup. Holy shit. I know.
1: I always wonder like why like um like what what's the word i'm looking for life like the lengths of what word what word am i looking for i don't life expectancy okay i'm like i don't even know what you're trying to say i don't even know how to i don't even know how to explain it um (laughs) the length of your life the length of your life no that's like life expectancies were so short i'm always like that's so weird that people used to die at 30 and then like you hear shit like that and it's like oh yeah they were just like they didn't know anything yeah they were just like
2: yeah we'd be dead by now we'd be old maids I wonder if like when people were
1: dying at 30, if they were like, if they looked like us or if they looked old. I mean, I see pictures of George Washington and I'm like, that dude had to have been 70 and he was like 25. He had fucking wood teeth. He was 25. He was really young when he was president. I'm going to look up. One. Oh, God. Think Theodore Roosevelt was young when he was president. Mm. But George Washington, was George
2: Washington, yeah.
1: He died when he was 67, which is oh. old for that era but all of his portraits are when he was like way way younger well and they
2: were they were wearing white wigs back then right and little heels and makeup
1: you know what they still do that in like british court shut the fuck they still wear those like white wigs why i don't know it's tradition we just we need to
2: stop saying it's tradition about things that need to go away i know it doesn't doesn't absolve it. i had to wear pantyhose to my first job like if you're still doing that, your business deserves to die. Yeah. Get with the times. It's also that's gross. sexist. But yeah. We can't see your real legs. We just want to see what they would probably look like if you weren't wearing panties. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is
1: the point of that? Just creating an air of nude. Um, okay this article is almost done this is an interesting part in ancient greece sex workers were required by law to wear red lipstick and obvious face paint to make to mark their status in society otherwise they'd be punished for not only deceiving the public but potential spouses for posing as quote-unquote respectable women so it was used for the opposite reason in ancient greece yeah Mm -hmm. that's bizarre um (laughs) put on this makeup you whore there was a there were two colors in the 1930s one was called hussy and it was a vibrant red and the other one was lady and it was a soft pink and hussy outsold lady by over 80% oh my god which i which is also That's super phenomenal. interesting oh, look at Riri. love it queen mm-hmm. um but anyway i just thought that was interesting when i came across that that there was like actual like biological reasons behind yeah. why people like Want wearing red, red lipstick. lipstick or like like putting blush on mm-hmm. like I've always thought like oh it just looks good but it's like there's a reason behind it yeah
2: sexually bonkers I never me. thought about it sexually but I thought it was just you know flush cheeks yeah like youthful Ooh. add some dimension to your face mm-hmm. instead of just kind of having that one <laughs> flat yeah one colored
1: fotch fudge fudge um (laughs) there was also something that i read a really long time ago about like how big pupils are perceived as more sexy because like when somebody's aroused their pupils get big so like when somebody has big pupils like automatically people will find them more attractive for that reason because it's like being associated biologically with like wanting to mate I mean, the first date I went on with Mr. Liz when we when we went back
2: to my place to hang out, um, his pupils were giant, and I was like, "Are you high right now?" And he's like, "No." Oh my god! I was like, just mega Your pupils
1: on. are just huge. <sighs> That's so funny. That's kind of cute because he was me. Was you? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Now look at you three years later.
3: <laughs> I- almost I even... divorced. I can't. <laughs> <I'm>
1: just kidding. <laughs> I can't even be sad. I saw somebody getting proposed to today. I didn't see them getting proposed to. That was such a stupid way to say that. I saw it on Instagram that they had been, pr- they had gotten engaged, but it was a picture of the person proposing and that like three months ago would have made me so fucking sad. And Wait, now I why? really like someone because I'm like, I felt so behind, Oh, you know, like people from high school that I, I really thought were going to be alone for To forever. be
2: honest, I feel like that too. Yeah. Even though I'm in a relationship. Yeah. You feel sad seeing people get engaged?
1: Um, No.
2: It's such a weird thing to try and explain. It's like I want that in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm sad that I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. And like sometimes I'll think about like, I guess I'll just be honest, like
1: (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) cry. You can cry if you want to.
2: I don't want to. I know, but you know, it might feel good. It might happen. Yeah, it's fine. Sometimes I just feel like I've. I'm like failing
1: in what way, like
2: when I think about all of the things that I had always wanted like and thought I would have mm-hmm. by now, I don't mhm, like I definitely thought that I would at least be married by now or like something.
1: I think that that's a very normal thing, like I thought that I was gonna be engaged at like twenty one when I was younger, oh yeah, you know, like. Everything feels so much older when you're looking at it in the future. But then you're here and it's like, what what, what am I, a child bride? Yeah. Married at 31? I do have to
2: say, like, people getting married older is, like, helpful, especially living somewhere like Seattle where I don't feel like that's as much of a pressure for people. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to get married because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. It's like, I've just always wanted that kind of companionship. Yeah, like it's more it's more focused around like the companionship aspect and less like the idea of marriage does that yeah, make sense it does and like when because you because so many people i think uh, they're not thinking about marriage itself
1: they're thinking about a wedding you know yeah yeah and that's not always that's not the part that like would make me sad either when i would like see people get engaged mm-hmm. it was the companionship mm-hmm. piece of it yeah it's like This person loves that they, they know that
2: they love this other person so much Mm -hmm. that like they're at a point where they like are deciding to be together forever.
1: But then like the opposite of that too is like social media is so deceiving, like There could be so many people that are getting engaged that are fucking miserable and they're just doing it to like, I mean, we all know some people were like,
2: are you sure you want to get married to
1: this guy? But either way, I mean, we could play the comparison game like all day long. It's just the fact of the matter of like wanting companionship. Yeah,
2: I definitely don't think like, I don't see that happening. And I'm like, oh, there's not enough for me. Does that make sense? I don't feel like that. I'm just like, damn, why does this feel like? sorry
1: no it's fine like why does this seem like it's easy for everybody else you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's not a good feeling and it's like not only relationship stuff too that people feel that way about like why is it easy for everyone else it's like finding a job that you like yeah I feel like that too yeah and I mean you're not alone in it. And I hope you keep this in. I'm not going to make you keep it in. But like, I think that that's so important to say, because like, we're in an era of the world where like, everything that everyone sees is a highlight reel. And everyone is only sharing the good shit that goes on. And I feel like that it is the the ties are changing a little bit on it. Everyone's like being more open about like, hey, like, I, I look like I'm great, but I'm fucking miserable doing what I do. I hate my job. I make it look like I love it. But Some people really do like posture like they're they're having like the fucking time of their lives and they're not, you know, I think that it's just easy to point to like people in our lives that have like happy marriages right now and like careers that they like. And it looks like it's like, why not me yet? I've just like, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about just like all of the things that I have
2: wanted for myself and how fucking hard I have worked for them and. Like, it feels like none of it has paid off. Mm. So then it's kind of like, like having an identity crisis. It's like, what did I do all this for? Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Why am I even still trying? It's frustrating. That's so valid to feel that way. But like, as an outsider, I've watched you work your ass off to get things and you've gotten them. You just maybe don't love it now that you're here, but that doesn't mean that like your hard work hasn't paid off because like you have this job where you're like managing people, which is like what you wanted to do. Yeah. If I hadn't quit my previous job for the job I have now,
2: I would have been way more unhappy Yeah, and also le- like way more unskilled.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I've learned a lot of really cool stuff. Totally. You just don't like, you're not in love with it. Yeah. and like, You've said so many times, too, which is, like, you know, it's easier said than done. But, like, we work to live. We don't live to work. Yeah. And that's it. It's, like, a means to an end for a lot of people. Nobody really talks about that because they're scared that their boss is going to hear it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't care who it hears It should this. just
2: be. Honestly, it's, like, once you, like, give up the piece of, like, I want my job. I want to be passionate about my job mm-hmm. and just accept that, like, sometimes a job's just a job. Yeah it feels so relieving. Yeah. You're not so like tied up in like the, the inner workings and drama of, or you're not like, you're not like, yeah, tied up with all the cosplayers,
1: yeah. all the business cosplayers. Uh-huh. Yeah, I so. know. I mean, I see the people above me on my team and I'm just like, I don't want that. Like, yeah, they're like logged in don't at like 1am. be 1 ridiculous, Andrea. Everybody <laughs> wants this.
2: What if I don't want to live the way you live?
1: (laughs) That's how I feel. That's exactly that conversation. Like working late for fun. No, thanks. Couldn't be me. But yeah, I mean, like, I think that there's, there are a lot of things that you have going on in your life that as an outsider, which means very little when like you're feeling how you're feeling, but like as an outsider, it's like impressive what you've done. Like you produce this podcast that has gotten it's now on a network we have like a very loyal group of people that listen every week and love us and like that wouldn't be a thing if you weren't like working your tail off to edit it every week and like remind me to buy a new microphone (laughs) you know and figure out what arms we need you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. there's so many things that like I've like watched you like get so much now i feel like i'm going to cry just talking about how much i love you <laughs> but like i've watched you like get so much like stronger in like how you conduct yourself like in relationships like romantic and otherwise like and you've worked your ass off to do that you know it's just like and again like none of this really means anything when like you feel like shitty but like as an outsider
2: i mean it helps
1: <laughs> as an outsider it, it like you, you have so much cool shit going on that is a result of you working hard to get it. I think that it can just feel kind of like stagnant too often.
2: Maybe that's what it is. Cause like even when I tell Mr. Liz these things, like he's so supportive and encouraging and like reminds me of my accomplishments. And I wish that I could step out of this feeling and like recognize the things that other people
1: recognize. It's you so know? it's so much easier from the outside. And I mean like
2: I think, like, the biggest win is just that I don't feel as nearly as depressed as I used to, so.
1: Yeah, and you worked hard for that. Yeah, I've come out of
2: depression, and now I'm at frustration.
1: Yeah. Which, like, so. just being able to, like, look back and be like, okay, I, I used to feel X, Y, Z, and now I feel shitty, but, like, less shitty. Yeah. Like, that's a win. It's like when you're out of it, too, you're like, wow,
2: I was really unwell. Yeah. <laughs> I was not doing well at all. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for uh, being my therapist at the end of this episode. I mean, like, I I will speak you up until but I'll, I go blue in the face. I mean, I'll probably keep this in too, even though you know I'm not like thrilled to be like crying on the podcast, but I like I I think that it's a relatable place to be.
1: Absolutely. So,
2: and not enough people talk about it. Yeah, like just all of the societal things. And pressures that are already placed on women, and like to be perfect all of the time, to be perfect, a perfect everything Mm -hmm. to everyone, Mm -hmm. all of the time is Mm -hmm. just so. It's so much pressure, and then like your value as a person, like decreases in patriarch in a patriarchy, Mm -hmm. like as women, and it's because you know more. And that fucking Damn. sucks. Yeah. It's so shitty. Knowledge is power. Like even if I look like I'm, you know, 25, the just being the number over 30 mm-hmm. is like, it, you know, if I have to go out and date again, that's immediately going to be something that makes me less valuable. And that sucks. And I don't like, I don't. Actually believe people inherently have value, like you have value because you exist, mm-hmm. you know you have value because you're a person, yeah, and that is what I truly believe, but that is not how the world operates that I am forced to live in, yeah, so yep, I can't make other people believe that, yeah, so no, it feels very defeating
1: for sure, I mean, being alive is d- defeating, yeah, it's exhausting it's fucking exhausting, but like I we, you and I had a conversation once where you were asking for my advice I don't remember what we were talking about but I was like well if if I was asking you this question what would you say yeah you do that a lot and, and it helps helpful. a lot yeah. like if if I was coming to you being in your position saying what you're saying right now like or just like try to speak to yourself how yeah. you would speak to me because like you really have like it's so tough to see it when you're experiencing it because you're like in your head all day and like working from home is fucking soul sucking. It really is. Because you're hate alone it. all day. <laughs> you're alone all day. You don't have like, you- we don't have like the same like creature comforts that we used to have, mm-hmm. but just like, I don't know, try to give yourself a little bit more grace because you're yeah. killing it. But again, this is like feeling very kumbaya for something that like everybody experiences. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have high expectations for themselves Mm -hmm. you know and
2: then when you have all of these other things out of your control like sucking your energy yeah you're like oh i can't put my all into this thing that i want so badly Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know it's just kind of like figuring out the balance yeah i'm sure everybody gets to this point too yes probably around the same age
1: i mean i've been i was here at like 25 26 Mm -hmm. i'll probably be at it again I'm overdue it's well and I think something that
2: is also very frustrating is knowing just like how capable I am of having a very joyful life Mm -hmm. and I'm like why does it seem so hard to like reattain that Mm -hmm. I think part of it I was very oblivious then so
1: yeah yeah the less you know yeah, <laughs> the easier life is. Ignorance is bliss is a
2: phrase for a reason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so true. Like, oh, I I was so happy when I was only thinking about myself all of the time. Yep, <laughs> I, I was so, so happy censorship. when I was so inconsiderate and unaware uh-huh. <laughs> of other people's
1: struggles. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. That's it's really the older you get, knowledge knowledge is power, but also knowledge fucking mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, I think, I feel like you're on, like, the cusp of feeling joyous again Mm -hmm. because I'm watching you. It does feel like that. I'm watching you do all of this, like, what do they call it in fucking court? Foundation. You're, like, laying foundation right now for, like, what what you need to do to be able to, like, get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Because like, I feel like you've like closed a chapter and you're like entering this new chapter, but you have to like, kind of like move this like noise out of the way first. Yeah. And then you're going to need to tie up some loose ends. Yeah. And it's going to be so fucking cool when you're there. Yeah.
2: I hope so. And I hope I'm there for a very, very long time. You will be. Because. You will be. I feel like the last time, like I was doing very well or whatever, like I felt very happy and joyful about my life. Um. I feel like it just went so quickly mm-hmm. and it's not that I didn't appreciate it. I very much did. Yeah. I was so present in it and I was like, I don't know. It was thrilling.
1: Yeah. Well, you're in a new phase of your life. And so like you have to like, like find it's those be joys different. Again. now. Yeah. Yeah. And they might look different. Yeah. But, and they might feel different, but they're still going to be joyous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do think that this is very relatable though, because it's, it's almost like it fucking sucks to hear people like going through things, but it's also really comforting. Yeah. Because like even people that you think are so cool
2: are like yeah, struggling. Yeah. You know? Right. And it's... I'm not saying that people think I'm so cool. I'm just people saying... People do think you're so cool. In general, like, you know, you'll see someone that you think is like so admirable and then... They're like, it's mental health awareness month, and I wanted to die. Yeah, <laughs>
1: recently. Yeah. So, is mental health awareness month happening right now? Yeah, it's May it's right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there is something really comforting about, like, knowing that somebody, like the whole, th- <laughs> we talked at the beginning of this pod- I don't know if you're going to leave that part in, but we talked at the beginning of this podcast about me, like forcing liz into doing a podcast with me <laughs> and the the original like thought of it was like i really wanted there to be a podcast about heartbreak because like all i wanted to hear was people that were heartbroken because i was like there's something so comforting about knowing that somebody else has felt this way yeah because
2: it feels so lonely but it's also so it's like a universal experience yeah. and you're like we need to, we need to support each other through this.
1: Uh-huh. Like, can can I hear about all the times you've cried? Because I i don't know what it feels like to not cry anymore. Yeah. Like that was, that was like kind of an impetus for this. So it's like, I think that having these conversations too of like, shit seems really great right now, but it's also, it's not, mm-hmm. it's so beneficial. Yeah. So That's I'm, true. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you talked about it. Thank you for talking Me too. about it. <laughs> And thanks for listening to both you and the listeners. I'll say you're welcome on my behalf, but they will also probably thank you for talking about this. Like, when was the last time I cried? I know it was probably recently, but
0: just maybe
2: like general? a week ago.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good run.
2: Hell yeah. When
1: was the last time I cried? I kind of cry all the time.
2: Yeah. It, honestly, the older I get, the more I cry. Yeah, I love crying. It just... it so cathartic it really is it's such a relief. Just let yourself cry yeah. yeah honestly things that are moving you know what i probably cried like yesterday or the day before because i was touched
1: oh that happens a lot damn that's something that happens when you get older
2: yeah when you're like oh my god yeah <laughs> i think that's just a sign of empathy you become more of an empathetic person
1: yeah yeah my mom every single time she watches et she cries <laughs> every single time <laughs> i can't hilarious. even tell you how many times we've watched that fucking movie. And she cries every time. And when I was a kid, I was like, I don't fucking get it. And now I'll watch movies and cry every time. Yeah. I'm like, this is just a thing that I always cry
2: when I watch a little princess. Oh, when, when, uh, her dad has amnesia and can't recognize her. And she's like, Papa, Papa, it's me, Sarah. That's
1: the most heartbreaking thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah.
2: And then, and then the fucking uh, private school headmaster whatever they call her um Pretends like she doesn't know
1: that that's her dad. That's the saddest shit I've ever. Heard. It's
2: well, as a kid, I didn't understand. I thought like she didn't recognize him. Yeah. And then as when I watched it as an adult, I was like, oh, that horrible woman. Uh-huh.
1: But yeah, that always makes me cry when she's like, Papa, it's that's me. So you know what makes me cry every time I see it? This is so on brand. And then we can wrap a dog. No, it's an animal. No. <laughs> um. Have you seen the Green Mile? No, don't. Okay, that it's the saddest fucking movie ever. But um, it's about like a bunch of like death row prisoners, mm-hmm. um, and one of the prisoners has a little like rat that he's like made friends with, and one of the um, guards stomps on the rat, <gasps> that's and it's disgusting. Kills me every single time I see it. Thinking about it makes me yeah, want to cry. That's upsetting. It's so fucked up.
2: He has his little pal. Yeah, that's all he has. That's
1: all he has. Yeah. Anyway, so also,
2: (laughs) it is also really upsetting and disgusting, just like to kill any kind of animal, like for no reason. Uh huh. Rats can be gross. They are fucking gross. But just let them. Let them be gross. Scurry away. I love when you see a big fat rat, like occasionally Uh walking around the sidewalk. They like. (laughs) that happened to me somewhat recently i was like walking um i think down the sidewalk and this fat fucking rat just like ran in front of me so
1: fast it's jarring when it happens it's
2: like "Ah!" (laughs) well because they're kind of loud yeah
1: they are they have heavy footsteps
2: he like jumped out and then like scurried into another bush right across
1: i was just like oh god i'm not about it i'm not about it and then the occasional raccoon tussle oh my god there are raccoons that are hanging out like in one of the rawr, lots rawr, rawr, rawr. near me yeah they're always fucking chatting i'm like shut up are they talking or are they fighting they're fighting yeah but i like to pretend they're having a heated debate um
2: <laughs> they're just having um a lively conversation yeah
1: right they just get really passionate they're routing yeah. yeah rowdy raccoons <laughs> everyone knows that about raccoons uh no I, every time i hang bird feeders on my first floor window i always attract like a million rats mm. i'm like this is not sorry birds you're gonna have to fly for this and yeah. they do that because they are birds <laughs> should we rap? yeah let's wrap okay well thanks for listening do you, so, you want me to start please it was pretty when you did we love you our, our children. children ugly <laughs> We love you. Bye. Bye.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.